and welcome back to the Film Realcast, where we're doing, um, well, we've got a piratey theme going on. And what's interesting about this, what's most interesting, is perhaps not the film itself, but the fact that Stu, my co-host, and I sit on different sides of the fence. I'm the pirate, and Stu's a member of the East India Trading Company, who doesn't like pirates. Stu. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, mate. How you doing? You're right. You I'm good? not too bad. I am good. This may all be the last podcast we do, depending on how this goes. <laughs> no, no. I mean, when I started watching this, I thought it would be another Street Fighter. That wow. am I going to get through it? And uh, is it going to be a case of we'll have to delay the podcast for a week so I can actually get through it and watch it? But yeah, this is the first time I watched the film. Uh, obviously, Pirates of the Caribbean in 2003. Um, since the film was released. I watched it when it was released, and I haven't watched it since then. So it was interesting to, uh, to, to kind of see if my thoughts would be the same, see if the same bits I thought were crap back then would still be bad now, um, or if I'd enjoy it a whole lot more. And obviously I watched it with the kids. The kids are um, kind of old enough for different ages to appreciate it, 11 and 7, just to see their points of view as well and see if they'd laugh at the same bits um that i kind of did laugh at there are a few good bits in it i admit wow um but to see how they'd find it as well so that'd be interesting to gauge it from a, an adult perspective kind of adult and a child's perspective as well um i know you've got the obviously you're in your 30s now but your mental age does go back to around about seven or eight so <laughs> uh, that's why probably why you appreciate this film is the way you do Oh, 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 the the cheap shots, the cheap shots are happening. The cheap shots are happening. Um, oh. I, I mean, this this film got an eight out of ten, eight out of ten boys and girls on IMDb, and it is two and a half hours long. Um, well, nearly two and a half, two hours twenty three minutes. And what I will say, when watching it, it doesn't actually feel that long, which is normally a good thing for a film. Interestingly, despite, I mean, I, I'm assuming that you will agree with me on the fact that this, out of all the ones we've seen, I haven't seen the new Pirates, though, out of all the Pirates of the Caribbean films, this is easily the best one, though. This is the only one I've actually ever seen. Okay, and it's the best I one. Think I've take... only seen... Take your word for it. You're going to have to take it. Yeah, the other it's ones... It's like Harry Potter. I've, I've not seen Harry Potter. I've seen the first one up to where he goes to... wherever he goes to, the school... I've seen that part about four times. I repeat it again on TV um, and I've not gone back to watch it. So this is the only one I've ever seen. I never went back to watch any of the other ones. Um, it purely just didn't interest me, but I mean, it must be me being wrong because this film made what in the first week uh, or the box office was something like 300 odd million, wasn't it? It was a lot. I'm actually, I'm actually on the page now trying to find out how much um, details uh, we've got. Budget was 140 million. Opening weekend was 46, but the gross was yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, as of the 26th of December 2003, in the USA alone was 305 million. And interestingly, this is one of the commercially, I think this is one of the least successful pirate films. Um, obviously, I, th I think until the most recent one, because obviously it was it was uh, a new franchise. I mean, essentially, this is based on a, on a Disney ride, and for a film based on a ride, I I, I genuinely don't think they've done. A bad job, and if you remember, um, um, there, there there have been quite a few pirate type films, for example, over the course of uh, our lives, Stu, and most of them, uh, I forgot. There's one one in particular that really really flopped and destroyed quite a few careers about ten years within ten within a decade of this coming out. Prior, yeah, because I, I will never turn called, to watch a pirate film. I really won't. If there was a pirate film on, 
it won't be the first film that I'd ever want to watch. I struggle with any kind of period dramas whatsoever, and I struggle with films that are set in the old days, no matter what the storyline is. Really? I just really, really what struggle. What about Lord of the yeah, Rings? I, just, I know I, that's not set in the old days, but... but it, okay, but what about Lord of the Rings? I mean, well, Lord I know- of the Rings, yeah, love those films. Brilliant films, absolutely superb. Uh, because they're more... I love the fantasy films with like, the monsters, and I like oh, okay, the, I got you, yeah. like, the action in it. But this is and fantasy. It, it's, it's, this is fantasy. It is, but it's it's quirky, kind of swashbuckling fantasy, and, and I know a lot of people do like that. Um, and I, I'm not saying it's a bad film. It's actually not as bad as I thought it would be, but the ending was absolutely dreadful. Um, but it just isn't a film that... I'd turn to first to actually watch. There are many other films out there. Um, I'd rather watch a martial arts film than watch this, to be honest, um, or, or a horror film or something like that. This isn't the kind of genre that I like, the the pirate swashbuckling action adventure film that I like. So and I think that's what kind of put me off, and I was a bit of a downer before I actually started watching it. I mean, oh. when, when you look at the cast, I mean, well, Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp's really, really good. He's... Again, he's another funny one for me, Johnny Depp, because he's he comes he's exactly the same um, as the film we reviewed last week when we look at Sean Penn um, for The Gunman. He comes with a lot of prestige, and he's he's done some good films, but for me, a lot of more of his films that he's done have been uninteresting flops than actual massive blockbusting films. I don't know if you feel the same. <sighs> Yeah, I think so. But then, but then you've got things like was it, was it Ed or, or or Edward Scissorhands, for example, um, which was an amazing film. I think Johnny Depp was really, really good. Um, uh, personally, I think he was better than Sean Penn up until the this first Pirates of the Caribbean film. Because after that, he kind of just played a different version of Jack Sparrow. I feel, for example, in Alice in Wonderland and in China and the Chocolate Factory, were complete rubbish films that he was one of the main stars in. And I think in terms of acting uh, and, and, and everything and, and star power that when you watched it, it, it would achieve what you wanted to. I think this was almost his peak around, around this time. Cause after that, he, his star power was bigger, but I think when you actually watch the films, uh, I don't really think they were very good. And arguably he was one of the reasons. Yeah. I mean, it, he was, I mean, unbelievably, he was in the first Nightmare on Elm Street is when he got sucked into the bed and killed there um, when he was a teenager. But, I mean, he was in Platoon, as you say. Edward Scissorhands, a very good film. Sleepy Hollow is all right. Um, the Pirates of the Caribbean, as you say, Charlie and Chocolate Factory and Alice in Wonderland. I mean, I like the fact that he's willing to take any strange role. Mm-hmm. Um, and he certainly does in those films. Um, he was in a film, Blow, which I've seen, which wasn't particularly good. Um, and he's just done. I mean, I mean, the film I like him in a hell of a lot um, is Donnie Brasco, which is a, a really, really good film. Um, I can't remember what year that was in now. That must be the mid nineties. But he's he has done some good films, but it's but just he interesting. Any, you mentioned think, Johnny Depp in the last decade or so. I feel you know. Yeah, but he's been on the back of Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. hasn't he? Um, for for good or bad, I mean he's. He's another one who's no one else could take that role off him. Um, and he's really made Jack Sparrow his own character and brought a lot to it. But I don't necessarily think that's a good thing. No. 
Um, so, I mean, I, mean I, I know you like it. I do. No, I know. <laughs> I, I do. I, I do. But I'm not. I, I mean, if we're if we're talking about um, the sequels, I would start to trash them. Um, and 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 you, uh, especially the the worst one is at World's End for me. Yes, that's horrible. But anyway, um, I mean, why did the sequels go? kind of start to go downhill what was it about the sequels that you didn't like i've got no intention of ever watching another one i think one of them was the storyline yeah it got worse i mean dead man's chest was quite good but it was like a part two um i mean spoiler alert dead man's chest ends really really the 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 last scene in dead man's chest is awesome do you really tell you what it was yeah i'm not gonna watch it yeah okay jack sparrow we think is dead right he gets killed we believe okay Spoiler alert, people! But I'm sure my people has watched it. So, what? and then, um, and then basically, um, they they go to this like weird like, like voodoo lady, um, and what 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 happens is uh, they're there. Oh, we need to help us! And you see someone coming down the stairs, and it's Captain Barbosa, and you're like, oh my god! And he goes, I want my I want my shit back. Let's get it or whatever. And then it ends. I mean, I thought that's a pretty awesome ending, isn't it? Bearing in mind we all think he's dead, you know. But the third one's shit, you say? Yeah, 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 the ne- yeah, yeah. It sets up the next one really well, but then and then there's a lot. Then there's this implied love triangle between Kira Knightley character Elizabeth Swan, uh, Will Turner, a lot of Lando Bloom, and uh, Johnny Depp's character of Jack Sparrow, like an a, a, a weird love triangle which completely ruins the film as well. It doesn't make any sense, and it continues into World's End. And there's lots of other things which is really stupid involving Calypso, the uh, god a goddess. Who actually ends up being spoiler alert the voodoo lady, and and it's just really really it just go, it just fucking goes crazy it, it, a bit like it kind of reminds me of it it starts off really well that uh, that you know and it, it's a bit like Arrow you know what I mean it just it starts off yeah. with all the hope and it just ends up really crap and and a lot of it is blamed on the script and the story you know yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, this has got a massive, massive cast, isn't it? I mean, you've got Johnny Depp with Jack Sparrow, um, Jeffrey Rush playing Barbosa, Orlando Bloom, Will Turner, Kieran Knightley, Elizabeth Swan, Jack Davenport, Nortington, Jonathan Price, um, the governor, Weatherby Swan. Um, you've also got Mackenzie Crook, um, who plays Regetti. I mean, it's just and, it's and, huge, and got, isn't it? It got, really um, is. Guardians of the Galaxy in there as well, haven't you? Who's that then? The girl. Oh, the, I need to. Wait oh, was it her? I what? Yeah, I'm sure. I the, know who you mean. Yeah, 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 that was that's she from Guardians of the Galaxy, didn't she? Yeah, well, I looked at that when I saw. Um, I'm sure she is. She's the one who. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I really don't know, but I, I looked at her and I thought she really, really does look familiar. Um, but I, I didn't really know whether it was or not. I mean, I was kind of just. Yeah, when I was watching Zoe, it, so, Zoe, uh, Zoe Saldana, Saldana, or whatever. Yep. There Guardians you go. There you go. Known then. So, um, yeah, yeah. Did she it... know that back then she would actually appear in a good film uh, at some point in her career? Well, so. uh, some would argue she already has. <laughs> some would argue she already has, but fair enough. <laughs> um, so uh, let's let, let before I get before I start to cry, let's uh, let, let's begin. Um, I mean, the first scene: a governor, Weatherby Swan, and his twelve-year-old daughter Elizabeth. They're obviously we found out they're they're on to sail to Port Royal. I'm assuming this is their first journey to Port Royal because uh, he's going to be the governor. I'm assuming. Uh, with their vessel, the HMS Dauntless encounters a shipwreck with obviously one survivor being Will Turner, um, floating amongst the wreckage. Obviously, Elizabeth, they, they pick him up, man overboard. It's really misty at this point. Elizabeth finds 
this uh, and hides this gold medallion because she's obviously worried that everyone's going to think he's a pirate. And they've been talking about pirates. Um, she's been singing a song, and Gibbs, who we see later on, uh, he's, I think he's one of the first mate of the, at the time, uh, basically says, you know, it's bad luck to be singing about pirates, etc., and kind of scares her. Anyway, um, we see the, the, yeah. the, the, the wreckage, and obviously in the background, I thought I thought it was a really spooky. Uh, um, uh, in the in the background, we see obviously the Black Pearl, which I thought was a lovely shot. I mean, what did you think about that intro? I thought it was a good intro. It's quite really mysterious. Um, and I thought it was quite spooky. She was on deck singing these songs. Um, I must admit, I never saw the Black Pearl go away. And I lost that bit. Um, so yeah, It's like literally it kind about of, a two-second shot, but you see it in the background floating away, which I thought was, ooh. You yeah. Know? Yeah, and, and, I, and I like the fact that it obviously added the mystery um, with the, the necklace that um, the boys got around his neck. At that point, you obviously don't know that it's uh, Will Turner, Orlando Bloom. Uh, uh, yeah, it was good for me. It was a really, really good intro. It, it kind of left you wanting more um, at that point. And it, yeah, it, it was good. I mean, I, I didn't get too excited about it because I knew it was a long film. And, and the film was fucking long. Jesus Christ. For me, it was just far too long. It could have been an hour and a half. It really could have been. It was painful. Oh, see, for I must me, have I loved the it. time about oh, five times. No. See, I remember first watching it in 2003. I was sitting there loving it, and I saw the intro, and I thought, if I ever meet my friend, if I ever meet someone called Stu and do a podcast, he's going to love this, I thought. And for the next 15 <laughs> years, for the next 15 years, um, I've thought that, and you've now ruined it. But well done. But moving on. So it's weird, because when I watched it back in 2003, I watched it, and I thought, Man, this is shit. If I ever can do a movie podcast, I want to fucking cane this film. And now, here we are. And our paths have crossed, and then we get to debate about it. How amazing is that? It is, it is, it is, it is. Um, so obviously- and I love the fact that this film, you hold it so close I to do. your chest. I love it's it. It's such a joy. I love it. It's like looking at a porno when you're a wank bank that you can always go back to. This film is the same as that to you. And it feels quite satisfying knowing that... I can talk about these kind of films and slate little bits of it. And if I would have known that you'd have liked this film so much, I would have probably done a bit of research to find out what bits you like so much. And I could have really looked them over again and again and again, just to find little weaknesses. So I could be your kryptonite and it would just be superb. It really would be good fun. Oh, fucking hell. Oh my God. That, that, <laughs> there, is, there is a lot of hate in you there. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm all not, I think about is Street Fighter, my friend. All you think about is Street Fighter. <laughs> That's a yeah, good film. That's I thought you film. made me watch that. Well, I watched Street Fighter and I watched The Raid, and I know which one I want to watch again. Did you watch The Raid? Did you? No, no, I haven't watched The Raid. I'm saving that because at some point we'll end up doing it, won't we? So, um, I want to. Say, I don't want to. We will it, do. Yeah. And I don't want to have I'm an opinion of, on it. I feel like I've left myself vulnerable, though. That's the trouble. <laughs> I'm gonna. I, I'm I gonna find out everything. I'm gonna check the criminal record of every actor on the raid or everything, and just <laughs> and do my best to destroy it. If you depending, yeah. So, however much you destroy this film is however much I destroy your film, the raid. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> That's so immature. Do you know that it really is, James? It, I know. I know. Um, so eight years later, <laughs> eight years later, we then see obviously Elizabeth Swan. She's all grown up. To me, what I, what I will say, and I don't know if you'll agree with me, 
Um, I, th- I think Kira Knightley is not. Uh, uh, she's got a, kind of like a weird body shape, really. Not many. I don't really want to snag her off too much. But in this film, I think this is the prettiest she ever gets. For me, I think she's really, really. I think she's quite pretty in this film. And in terms of acting yeah, ability, yeah. I think this and Bend It Like Beckham is probably at her peak, really, because that's. Uh, the other films I've seen, she's just been okay-ish in. I'm not saying she's amazing in this, but yeah, I, I think this is one of her. You know, overall, when a, you know she she looks very nice, uh, she plays the role quite well, I guess. Um, I mean, I don't know about how you feel yeah, about her casting. Stunning. Yeah, she is extremely attractive, um, and she looks lovely. I mean, the clothing she wears, the costumes in these uh, are, are brilliant throughout for everyone, period-wise. It is very, very good. Um, but, I mean, for me, she is stunning. She's very pretty, but she's just got no tits. And she can't help that, obviously. But it's a must. It's a box that I need ticking when I'm looking at females. And she's just so flat-chested. But she needs to be to get in some of those tight dresses that she's wearing. But that's just a personal opinion, and that shouldn't deter anyone else from liking her. Right. Excellent. Um Brilliant. I, I mean, I mean, that's, that's good. It, it, it's good that we've uh, your your opinions are from the same decade as this film is based. That's that's great. It's good stuff, too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be us slagging each other off now for the whole film, isn't it? Um, <laughs> You're getting bitchy now. I've got all those claws. Yeah. <laughs> Sauce with milk with that last comment. So we've got um, so, so, and talking about tight, she has to fit in this tight dress, uh, which obviously plays a bit of a role later. Um, and obviously, Will Turner, played by Orlando Bloom, comes in. What did you think of uh, Legolas as obviously Will Turner? How did you think he did, and all the casting? I didn't like the character. I don't like Orlando Bloom. I think he's a very one-dimensional actor. Um, I really, I love the Lord of the Rings, the books, the films. I thought, especially the first three were just amazing. They're the kind of films that you really need to see at the cinema. They're just just epic. They're just huge films. And as Legolas, I thought he was brilliant. But I don't know how much of that because the film itself was just superb. Um, but Orlando Bloom, I feel he is a one-dimensional character. He's He lacks uh, kind of the, the screen presence for me. Um, wow. And he doesn't really make the screen come alive when he's on there. I find him quite boring so I, I think anyone I that, anyone that can play an elf and then a human being an orphan who turns to a pirate is amazing and make it believable no I, to be honest to you uh Han, Han, you kind of got a point there you kind of got a point he's not i don't think he's te- i don't think he's as terrible as you make out in this but i don't think he's like the best actor going um uh i, I mean he hasn't I, got any screen presence has he no, and I think I think, and it really shows because obviously the I think Johnny Depp does do such a good role as Jack Sparrow in this film. I think any scene with him and Jack, he just completely gets overshadowed in. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. When he's on his own on the screen, and he's got his own action to do, his own kind of story, like when he's fighting the pirates and things like that, it's fine. It's quite entertaining. But when he is on screen with anyone else, even Kira Knightley, um, I find these. He's just extremely dull, and he's just very boring. He's very one-dimensional, and he he doesn't bring a lot. Whereas the other characters seem to light up the screen. I mean, Johnny Depp's absolutely amazing as Jack Sparrow. He's highly entertaining. Um, but whereas Orlando Bloom, it's just boring. 
Yeah. I hate to say it, I feel like I'm cheating on you by saying that, you know? No, 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 no. no I, I, to, to, I can always see that. I mean, I think he's better than you're making out, but I, can, I can't really... Yeah, it's, it's difficult to try and find an argument here because um, I, I, yeah. think, I, I think with the special effects, with all the other actors, I think even, you know, um, with, with obviously, you know, you know that you've got the governor, you've got Barbosa, you've got Jack Sparrow, and you've got a few of the other pirate characters. Um, I, th- I think he's almost filled, when he's not in a scene on his own, he always feels lost in terms of, uh, you know, his acting ability. And unfortunately, it doesn't really get better throughout the films. But there we go. But um, Is he in all the other films, is he? Uh, he's in the other two. And I think he's in the most recent one. I'm not too sure, though. I think he is, sort of. So, so we've is got... Kira Knightley in all the other ones as I well? I don't know, is the honest answer. I don't know. Why not? These are films that you hold close to your heart, you know? Yeah, but... Um, you I, should know these things. The, the new one's got really... Uh, hasn't hasn't got um, really good reviews. Not that I always go on the reviews, but having I think having a newborn and, and another kid, it always makes it a bit difficult to, <laughs> to go to cinemas, unfortunately. But there we they go. Sound, these sound like excuses, James. These do. They, they, something they, that you're very passionate about. They sound like excuses, I'm afraid. Uh, well, 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 wait till we get to the raid. Um, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, obviously, Captain Jack Sparrow. What did you think of his intro? I mean, that was awesome for me. It it kind of didn't make too much sense. I kind of, you know, some stuff in this film is difficult. But I thought, what an intro! Standing there, he salutes the dead pirates on the way to the port, and his ship just makes it as if he planned it all the way there. Yeah, I, I thought it was a really, really funny, interesting intro to someone who keeps you guessing all the way through with regards to the way he's so quirky. Is it an act or is it a way he wants to kind of uh, lull people into that false pretenses that he is stupid or is he really, has he gone insane or is he mad? It's a, it's just a really good intro. And I think Johnny Depp's presence, like the screen presence in this film is fantastic. I think he looks amazing and I just think he's, He's very entertaining all the way through this film. He's very unpredictable. And, yeah, I thought it was a perfect intro for, for this character. I completely agree. I, th- I, I Yeah, it, it was. And, and it showed up. And, uh, I mean, later on, and in, in the, the other films, he does do silly things that end up being for the better, almost like an Inspector Gadget type accident where he catches the bad guy in the end, which which either makes out he's clumsy as hell, but, but I think come the end of the film, you, you think, you're like, well, he's actually really, really intelligent. He's just like that. He's, you know... Um, and interestingly, he improvised, uh, Johnny Depp improvised Jack Sparrow's catchphrase, Savvy. There we go. But he didn't know that. Oh, did he? I didn't even hear him say that. He says it a few times. Unfortunately. Are you sure? Yes, I'm very sure. <laughs> I'm very sure. What he, what he I know based... It, I know he says it in the rate. Was, was it, um, he based his character on, was it, was it Keith Richards from the Rolling Stones? Or... It wouldn't surprise me, because Keith Richards is like a, a miracle that he's still alive. He's like a walking chemist, isn't he? So, uh, an off-license at the same time. So, it really wouldn't surprise me whether he's based on that character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, anyway, we, we see Jack. He, he basically... Um, and then, at the same time, as Jack is down there looking, potentially looking for a ship. Um, we obviously see the fact. We obviously see that Mr. Norrington having a promotion at the same time. He wants to very badly uh, marry, and understandably, the wonderful Elizabeth Swan. Do you think he wants to marry her out of love, or do you think he wants to marry her due to prestige? What do you think it is? I think it's both. 
But then again, it, I find it quite... I, this one I kind of thought was a bit weird, even watching it in 2003, in the sense that he knew her when she was 12 and now, like, when she was, like, 12, <coughs> and now he wants to marry her. I, I, in my head, that was always a bit weird. I don't know how you think about that. Yeah, he... Because he hasn't aged at all, whereas Kira Knightley's character has aged eight years. And it was bit kind of creepy yeah mm. the fact that he's always loved her and he's always fancied her so yeah, absolutely it kind of he must have fancied her as a 12 year old so which is completely <laughs> wrong but that, that, that wasn't really addressed in the film no it was uh, yeah that was a bit i mean, I mean maybe, maybe that was done in there I, i'm sure you know maybe that was quite normal in those days um and rightly or wrongly i don't know but yeah, that was very yeah um, I feel like it's a subject you don't really want to talk about a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I just think it's, I just think it's really, really strange. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can honestly say in the raid, there aren't any kind of pedophile thoughts in the raid. It's just nonstop action. It's just nonstop action. It depends. Yeah. It depends what you like. So, but yeah, back to the film. Carry on. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Back to the film. <laughs> We've got, we've got, we've got, um, I've completely, I'm completely lost now. So, obviously, um, what ends up happening is Jack Sparrow tries to commandeer a boat. He gets stopped by probably the worst two guards in the world, but then manages to confuse them. They talk about the Black Pearl. Um, I think that's quite an interesting conversation. I like conversation. those guards, I have to say. I think they're, they fit into the film very well. They're, they're the typical tropey, stupid guards, but it's a comedy and it's a kid's film and you need... Yes. The stupidity like that, don't you? And I think for kids, when adults are particularly stupid and thick, and they can't work it out, but a seven and eleven year old can work out what they what Jack Sparrow wants. It it just brings a bit of light hearted comedy, doesn't it? It, it? it does, it does. And obviously, while he's commandeering the boat, uh, it's a lovely ship, boat, boat, ship, whatever. Um, he says, uh, obviously, um, <laughs> Graham here. Yeah, we do, we do, don't we? <laughs> Uh, we do. I thought, I thought about him when he was uh, doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Difference between a boat and a ship. Yeah. Yeah, oh, dear. Um, <laughs> so what happens then? Obviously, Kira Knightley faints on the top of a cliff. It's amazing she didn't die. She falls down after, after being proposed to, but it's really because her dress was too tight. Um, and Jack Sparrow saves her. And that That's is, uh, ridiculous that she didn't die, though, wasn't it? It was absolutely absurd. I mean, I'd, I'm all for for kind of withdrawing kind of belief from different things and believing in its fantasy. But the, the fact that people die when they're stabbed with swords and shot and they die, she falls off the side of a, a cliff, which is about, must be 200, 250 foot, and she doesn't die, it was absolutely ridiculous. You think so? Yeah, do you, do you not think so? No. Oh, dearie me, I'm disappointed. Disappointed, <laughs> but yeah. No, you, but anyway, yeah, I, I mean... I think you hit the nail on the head, because I was going to make the counter-argument of, well, this does have skeletons in, uh, uh, but then you did say in a world where people, when people get stabbed, they normally die, obviously, unless they're under the curse. Um, I think, yeah, yeah, for yeah. the rules of this universe, um, she was one of the... I mean, she should be getting a lottery ticket after that, shouldn't she? Um, even though, I, mean, oh, I, I, I appreciate the guy you mentioned. It's a lucky she even survived, which we doesn't really know whether she survived or not. You know, when he at the top, um, and yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think they needed 
maybe there was a better way, but they needed a tool for Jack Sparrow to end up looking kind of like a good guy, but still a pirate and still get caught. But, you know, which is yes. what happens. I mean, he saves Elizabeth. And then, interestingly, um, she's wearing the medallion, and we see the medallion go wrong. You make this weird noise as if to call out to something, which we later see. And then, obviously, Jack Sparrow is uh, saves her. Everyone finds out he's a pirate. He's captured briefly, but then this is the day you almost caught Jack Sparrow. And, one of, and I thought it was... I really, really enjoyed his escape. It, it looked like he was being absolutely clumsy, but it was almost like he knew it was going to happen anyway, as we were discussing earlier, you know? Yeah, I thought the escape was really good, and I love the dialogue between um, Jack Sparrow and the... Uh, is it James Norrington? Yes. The, but the encounter between both of them, because he starts slagging off Jack Sparrow. He identifies him. He knows him straight away. And, um, and then he, Johnny Depp comes up with a line, well, you knew who I was. You have heard of the me. Fact yeah. That, yeah. 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 You have heard of me. And, and I love that. And as you say, the, the action is just over the top, exciting kids kind of getaway action where there's loads of soldiers shooting again, thankfully from the stormtrooper shooting range and they all miss and, they're just it's just great action and it's really really exciting and the the score of music that goes along with it again is is really fitting to the period and yeah i i just think it's it's great fun it's it's kind of stupid it looks unplanned it looks extremely clumsy but it seems to work um which leads to the first encounter that he has with will turner which again is is very good it is it is very good it's all it's over the top sword play i mean it borders on the ridiculous this, this sword fight but what yeah. I think is funny in the end um, Jack obviously said look I've got one bullet in here I don't want to kill you and this is after obviously Norrington said you're about the worst pirate ever a compass that doesn't point north a, a, you know gone with only one shot in uh, or whatever and um, yeah. and uh, what ends up happening is uh, Will Turner doesn't really beat him uh, the uh, his his because Will Turner's obviously a blacksmith his uh, the, the master blacksmith his boss ends up smacking Jack o- over the head with a bottle and then everyone thinks he's the one that saved him which I thought was quite funny but there you go yeah and it seems to be the general theme is uh, kind of Will Turner like, his character is very <coughs> excuse me he's underrated the fact that he's when he presents the uh, the sword he's made to the uh, Commodore that he clearly made it himself and he's very proud of it. But again, they just naturally assume that the master blacksmith made it and that he's just his apprentice and isn't capable of making such a like a fine weapon at that time. Yeah. Uh, and he is quite underrated as a normal person. But once he adopts the, the character of a pirate and the, the persona of his, as we'll get into a bit later, his dad, that's when he becomes to kind of become a lot more confident and over in his yes, I like his behaviour yes. and his character, isn't it? That is a really good. I didn't really look at it from that point of view, and you've opened my eyes about something new. I didn't know that. Um, generally, well, that's good. You're never too young to learn or no. too old to learn. So, but something you may not have known is during the sword fight scene between Jack and Will Turner in, in obviously the blacksmith shop uh, in this blacksmith shop, the clanging of their swords are just about in sync with the rhythm of the incidental music. Quote from our I didn't know that. Nor did I. So there you go. Um. Anyway, Jack gets caught, and then the Black Pearl comes to Port Royal and completely destroys it. Um, is that by chance that the Black Pearl comes? Is it or they know? Because uh, do they know the? They know because it's the coin. Kind of like gives off that. I don't know. Whatever doesn't it? When um when uh Keira Knightley's character Elizabeth Swan goes into the water 
and it, like it gives off that wave. Is and that what it was? The coin yes. made that because I was really unclear of it, it, yeah, why the, that huge the coin made that. across the bay. And then they said, and then obviously, I, I mean, I mean, going forward a bit, um, and then they, they, but they basically, um, when the two pirates are after Elizabeth Swan, uh, they said it calls to us the coin, so they they obviously know. It's not really explained way well, but they know, right. you know, um, that they've got a sense of it. But while, interestingly, whilst Jack's in, in um, the cell, uh, there's all these pirates calling to a dog, isn't there? Uh, saying, come here, come here, come here, which is which is directly yeah. from the actual ride. That's a scene from the ride of Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, really? Yeah, and then Jack says, you can call as long as you want, the dog is never going to come. And obviously it doesn't in the ride, because it doesn't, you know, it just stays there. It's a robot, which is obviously oh, a nod. Okay, well, that's quite cool. Yes, so there we go. Um, it's incredible, though, that this film was based on a ride at Disney, isn't it? Yeah, they did one. Do you think rides come and go at these theme parks all the time? Um, so it depends what films are coming out, what flavour mm-hmm. of the month it is, and and the fact that they've made what is it five films now, which stem just from a, a theme park ride um, from Disney. It's just incredible with the. I mean, it's made over, I don't know, 200, 300 million, this film, something stupid like that. But the, the fact that um, you can actually take this all the way back to the roots of a theme park ride, it, it's just incredible. It is, isn't it? So You don't uh, seem as impressed as I am. No, I am. I think it is incredible. I completely agree with these two. Anything nice you say. No, you, not- you're doing it too late now, mate. It's too late. Too, it's too much too late, I'm afraid. Too much too late. <laughs> Overcompensated. Um, so, um, yes, there, there we go. And obviously, obviously, through this, through this, through this thing, we find out that the the pirates are cursed, or there's something wrong with them. Because under moonlight, they look like skeletons. And I thought for 2003, for this whole film, for 2003, I, I honestly thought the effects were better than some films now in terms of the way they use the CGI, etc. Yes, very much so. I thought they were absolutely brilliant. You. You couldn't really see, especially the fact that they were confident enough to, to kind of merge kind of actual human beings coming out of the darkness into the moonlight um, with their bodies changing from normal skin tone to uh, skeletons. I, I just thought it was really, really good. It was, it was done fantastically, and you couldn't really tell the difference from start to finish of where the skeleton starts and to where it actually goes into a human body form. Yeah. And, and it was brilliant. Yeah, when you look at back at the the disaster of the star Wars films, um, and the, the green screen and everything like that. When you look at this, I, I, yeah, I completely agree. The special effects throughout this film, I thought was spot on. I thought they were really very good. Yeah. And, and I think to a certain degree, a lot, a lot of them, maybe not all, but a lot of them still hold up today. You know, mm. almost 15 years on. Yeah. Um, so they, they obviously kidnap, kidnap Elizabeth Swan. Will Turner's banged on the head. And then uh, we basically, you know, gets knocked out. And then we wake up uh, with Volturna. And then obviously we find out that Elizabeth has indeed gone. Um, she, and interesting, Elizabeth says parlay, which is, I think, the French to speak. And then she meets the Captain Barbosa, So evil that hell spat him out himself, as one of the guards said. Um, and I think, uh, for me, Barbosa is, along with Jack Sparrow, the second best character in the film. Yeah, these two characters just hold the film together yeah. and um Where Jack and, and it's done so well i mean barbosa but you even like barbosa don't you oh i love him so you much you like him you even do. though he's a baddie you still you like it when he's on the screen even if he's doing something completely evil and he and he's double crossed someone 
you still really enjoy the games he's playing and you enjoy his character. Uh, I think both of these characters, um, Jack Sparrow and Barbosa, just hold the film together as goody and baddie and good against evil. Uh, I think they're just absolutely brilliant. The casting and the character and the writing for both of these characters, it just makes the film for me. It does, and, and it, I completely agree with you. And what, and what I really like about it is Barbosa is the epitome of what you think a pirate is as well. The way he sounds, the way he walks, his actions. You know, you know, the, as you mentioned, the, the double crossing. He he play he does play it fantastically. And uh, and obviously he you know he got what he wants. Elizabeth wants him to stop attacking Port Royal. He realizes she's got the coin. She kind of she and then she obviously makes out she's going to throw it in the water, and they all panic. So um, yeah, she's got the coin from the uh, cursed gold of Cortez, um, the cursed gold, and then they uh, they go off. Um, and then obviously Orlando Bloom and Jack Sparrow try and commandeer a boat, and the way they do it, basically they they, they try and steal one boat to get another. Um, and and it's just I thought that was very it? good. It, it is. Yeah, uh, it was very very clever. It, it was. I mean, I mean, they, even even how they got there, we're obviously t- turning up almost you know like a big wooden dinghy. A rowboat, and yeah, then, yeah, which was really which, which it's, was it's good. great because it's so again, it, it comes across that if you don't know what's going through Jack Sparrow's mind, that you think he's a complete oblivion idiot because they go on this massive boat, which can't um, no way, and can they say you're gonna, people, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's more than takes more than two people to sail the boat away, and you naturally think, oh god, he's a complete clown. And even Orlando Bloom's character, Will Turner, looks at him as if like you said you knew what you were doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and all the meanwhile, they go and nick the uh, the other boat. I can't remember what it's called now. The other boat now. The you got the uh, Dauntless, which they try and which they initially nick, and then you got the Interceptor, which which they steal again. Which That's is one of these, which is the, which is uh, the one of the you know one of the known to be one of the fastest ships. Incidentally, not as fast as the Black Pearl. But that's obviously what we, we hear about, obviously, Will's uh, father, who was a pirate, and he refuses to deny it, bootstrap Bill Turner, um, who's obviously in, in, in the sequel. And they go to... What would your, your pirate name be? Uh, um, I don't know. Uh, James... You've got bootstrap Bill, says James... I don't know. I mean, could you, would you use your wrestling name? No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't use. <laughs> we still have to do the raid. Or could point, you remind our you. listeners of what your wrestling name was again? Uh, the Stallion. <laughs> <laughs> I never get sick of that. It is absolutely priceless. But if you want to know more about James's wrestling career, if you uh, listen to the wrestler starring Mickey Rourke, that podcast. Um, as well as obviously concentrating on the film, we actually concentrate on the, the life's wins, losses in the career of uh, James's wrestling. And it's a, a very entertaining podcast. I mean, I found talking about James's wrestling career just as entertaining as uh, talking about the wrestler. It's well worth downloading. It really is a very good one. Right. Um, moving on. <laughs> Sorry, back to you. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, basically, um, they go to the cave on the Isle of Demurta, which is obviously has lots and lots of gold, um, and they and and they can't spend it, unfortunately. Um, and obviously, while uh, Will Will learns about Jack's plot, Jack's past, he was one obviously once the captain of the Pearl, but he uh, shared, but when he shared the bearings of a hidden chest, um, first by Barbosa instigated a mutiny and marooned Jack on an island, who escaped three days later. We don't know how initially 
and then obviously the pirates will spend the treasure. And we we learn we learn from Barbosa, which is in one of the really good scenes of the film, where they you know um, uh, the, the curse happened slowly. Uh, they you know they could eat food but never felt full. Um, it turned to ash in their mouth. The drink didn't satisfy them, and even the love of a woman didn't satisfy them either. In the end. Um, with it's really curse. well described by Barbosa, isn't it? To Kira Knightley, yes, um, it, it is. Because at that point, you don't see them. I don't think, unless I'm wrong, you haven't seen them turn into. Um, no, no, you've only seen like, a few yet. things, like an arm and stuff like that. Um, from earlier, but yeah, yeah you have, they haven't gone full skeleton yet, have they? No. So when he's talking about kind of drink not quenching his thirst and food and the love of a woman, um, he's explaining kind of real torture and absolute misery. And you don't get to see that until he actually does turn into a, a skeleton or yeah. like a walking dead along with uh, the rest of his crew. And that part is really, really good. It, it's done so well. I don't know how many of those were puppets um, and just make up to how much is special effects. But it's brilliant when the whole crew turn into skeletons. Oh, that's fantastic. That uh, whole it's... scene. I mean, I mean, with the Elizabeth bouncing on, obviously, one of the sails is a bit unrealistic because you go so high. But, but that yeah. That was ridiculous, yeah. yeah that, 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 was, I give you, that was a bit ridiculous, the whole thing. But um, into the, I thought the music and the effects on the actual uh, pirates themselves was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apart from the bouncing part, uh, I couldn't really fault that scene because, I mean, they were bouncing up in the air. The boat was moving. She would have missed that hole again, wouldn't she? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but I'm just being extremely picky. <laughs> and obviously in the cave, full of treasure on the Isle of Demeter, Barbosa is believing, obviously, Elizabeth is bootstrap Bill's child. Um, and what I will mention, sorry, before this, obviously, uh, obviously we met, forgot to mention Tortuga, the town that they all go to and meet Gibbs, um, the former guy yeah. from the Royal Navy, which we, we, I thought that town was brilliant, all the fighting and stuff and, the, and them explaining. And then Jack knows that he's obviously will turn, but that will turn at his Bill's son. And he's like, yeah, they're going to want him. And they, so he's, they're kind of using him for leverage, so to speak. Yeah. You don't kind of really realize that, do you? And no. like the whole plan that's going through uh, Jack Sparrow's mind. And, and again, that's done with, with comedy, comedy, sorry, stupidity, and it's done really, really well. And it's quite entertaining. Again, it's entertaining when Jack Sparrow's on there, but when Orlando Bloom's on screen, it just goes back to being like checking how long this film's left. And that's what I found what I was doing. It's probably more when Orlando Bloom was on screen. <laughs> yeah, I know you mean because even, even even the guy that plays Gibbs ends up out acting. I'd argue Orlando Bloom. You know? Yes. Yeah. Very much so. He's not really done anything since then not that i could think of what orlando bloom's done no he's been in the hobbit and stuff but i think he's made so much money from the pirates films and obviously the, the hobbit ones he can retire he wouldn't need a, i'd imagine he wouldn't need to be in another film again you know if he invested his money wisely um and of course he probably will be but um but, but there we go um and obviously yeah. we're, we're in the cave full of treasure on the isle of demerta which there's no point in these people spending but which kind of makes sense why it's been building and building um and obviously, Barbosa believing Elizabeth to be, because she introduced herself as Elizabeth Turner, not Elizabeth Swans. They all think she's bootstraps, obviously, bootstrap bills, um, will turn as dad. Uh, they, they they cut her, they, they anoint the coin with her blood, drop it in the chest to break the curse, and it remains unbroken, unfortunately. And I like the way they find out. They shoot, they shoot one of the uh, two pirates, one of them, obviously, from the office. Yes, yeah. He's a great character. Mackenzie Crook's character is absolutely brilliant. He's 
really, really entertaining throughout this. Him and his other stooge kind I think, of yeah, they're, they're, yeah, pirate. They're brilliant, aren't they? They're the brilliant. equivalent of the two dumb guards, really, aren't they? But obviously the pirate version. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah, I mean, the kids were in stitches throughout when they were on screen of I don't know, what they were saying to uh, some of the things that happened, like when he got a fork in his eye <laughs> and his eye kept popping out. He's got that wooden eye. It, it was really, really kind of... Uh, I don't usually like kind of a slapstick comedy, and I've said it before on the pod... But I really enjoyed both of them. I thought they were quite nice breaks through a lot of the the dialogue that was going on about the backstory. Yeah, no, definitely, no, definitely. And and upon reaching the island, we'll, we'll suspect as we do that Sparrow may betray him and knocks him out. And I don't, I don't, I don't think Sparrow would have betrayed him in the end when you actually look at the way the film, uh, you know, concludes and where everything goes. I don't think he would anyway. But there we go. I mean, what do you think? Do you reckon yeah. Jack Sparrow would have betrayed him at this point? Or do you think he had an elaborate plan? I think we... he had an elaborate plan. I think he's kind of a, like a lovable rogue, isn't he? Mm. That he, uh, he kind of will kind of have your back. But if there's gain to be made out of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he did keep his word throughout the film, didn't he? He did eventually, even though like they're, they're, we, we doubted it. But then you kind of felt bad for doubting him because he did. Um, I mean, he, I mean... Um, Will rescues Elizabeth and they escape to the interceptor and obviously leaving Jack uh, with Barbosa and obviously barters with Barbosa saying he will reveal bootstrap child in exchange for the pearl. However, that, that comes to naught and the pearl then pursues the interceptor um, and ultimately catches them. Um, doesn't it? Um, I like the chase between the black pearl and the interceptor. I thought that was very good. Yeah, I like the fact they threw everything out of the ship to make it lighter for the interceptor. But still, and and the effect of the black pearl, it had all this like fog behind it, you know, giving it like some weird supernatural speed. Um, despite having lots is of holes the ship in the sails. supernatural, or is it just? I think the, it is. Uh, I think we have something. to assume it is. This is a ship uh, that is. Um, has got holes in its sails, yet it's very, very fast. And when you look at it, and the only reason why I think I concluded that it's supernatural, when, you know in the chase scene, when you look yeah. at the, when you actually look at the Black Pearl, it's got all this fog and mist behind it, as if it's pushing it, kind of thing, you know? Like, all around it, where the yeah. Interceptor doesn't. And I, and I, and, and I think that that's them trying to, like, say, yeah, this is, you know, it's this is this weird supernatural ship that's really fast. Um, and, yeah. You know, and uh, I mean, the ship, it, it doesn't really explain why it's supernatural, why it's fast, even in the other films, other than the fact that lots of people want the Black Pearl. So, um, yeah. yeah. What um, do you think of Barbosa's monkey? Brilliant. I think it's funny. Oh, fucking irritating. Really annoying. Oh, it no. Really He's in the other films as well, Oh, I'm not going to watch him, so I don't have to worry. <laughs> I just found it really annoying. It reminded me of that monkey from Indiana Jones which I was really glad when it ate the date and died. I just find things like that just... If he had a parrot on his shoulder, it would have been better. But to have a monkey... Well, there is a parrot on his shoulder, there? In the end. One of the there is one... a parrot, yeah, the blue before, yeah. Which was good, because pirates have parrots. Pirates don't have monkeys. And I just found that really, really annoying. It reminded me of Bloody Roundhouse from the other Indiana Jones film. Just, I just don't like it. You mean so, short round? It's a personal thing for me. <laughs> Short round, yeah. Roundhouse. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How much of an impact he made on me, that fucking irritating child. Oh, dear. He's from the Goonies. I really liked him, but oh, well. I know. There's another one I destroyed, really, wasn't it? No, you didn't. I think you didn't destroy the Goonies. I think you, we all like the Goonies, apart from Graham. Um, yeah. 
if I, if I remember. So anyway, anyway, um, Will obviously reveals that he's bootstrapped Bill's son after they catch the intent to blow it up. We think he's dead, but he's not. And then he says he's going to shoot himself, being lost forever. But Bo- and then he says he basically wants everyone to be safe. Barbosa agrees, but craftily applies another loophole when maroons Elizabeth and Jack on a deserted island. The same island that Jack was on 10 years before, apparently, and obviously throws Jack crew into the brig, and Will is taken to the Isle of Demert for the ritual. Um, and yeah, then they a, swam to the island pretty quick, didn't they? They did, didn't they? Very good swimmers, both of them. Um, it must have been, because it was about three miles away, that island, and uh, I would have drowned. You saw them coming out. And I thought, yeah, I, I would have drowned. Yeah, we'd completely. be dead, wouldn't we? Yeah. Um, yeah I'd be an absolute blubbery mess. Yes. And this is when he found out that Jack actually got off the island because of traders. So it was, in t- was it two days or three days that he got off the island? That kind of yeah. killed that myth of he stayed on there for years. Yeah, and it, and basically, um, it, which is which is weird in a way. Um, I would have just uh, it kind of not broke the mystery. I would have just rather not found out how he got on it and just had all these rumors, and you never know. I probably would have preferred it that way in relation to his character. But he appeared to be quite happy didn't he because it, it didn't look like at that point he had a plan to get off the island because he no. instantly walked up to his stash of rum that was buried um yes. and just got mullered along with Kieran Knightley I, I didn't really like the scene of both of them getting drunk um and he was kind of playing up to her and there was that like, flirting going and she was quite happy about it I thought that was I thought it was bad acting, to be honest. I don't on Kira Knightley's part, not um, Johnny Depp's part. I don't know what you thought about that. I just yeah, thought it was too. It, it almost looked like they were going to go and have sex on an island, didn't it? Almost, you know, um, the way they played it, yeah. which, which was in complete contravene to the plot. I, yeah, you're right. I wasn't really a fan at all of that. Yeah, um, yeah. I will make you not like this film by the end of it. I oh, will I love try. It. I, 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 I really like it. Um, I'll try and knock two points off it then. <laughs> well, if I knock two points off the raid, we're looking at minus numbers. Um, right, moving on. <laughs> no. um, Such a bitch. Yes, there we go. Uh, apparently, Johnny Depp wore contact lenses, which served sunglasses, so he wouldn't be squinting in the sun all the time. I'm saying that because his eyes are really quite sunny. Poor eyesight, isn't he? Mm. Uh, so, there we go. <clears throat> Anyway, they get off the island because uh, Elizabeth one makes a big fire, burns all the rum. Where's the rum gone? And uh, it's obviously Jack Davenport's character, Mr. Norrington, that saves them. And then um, Elizabeth says, we need to save Will. And then Jack says, there's all that treasure there. You want to catch Barbosa. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a really good thing for your career. And that's when Elizabeth promises to marry um, Mr. Norrington as a wedding present if he saves Will. And so they end up sailing for the Isle of Demertia. It's really bad, though, isn't it? Because... When I was watching it yesterday, that the fact you know, like even from um, from that other captain, that Norrington, that just by the the tone and her voice, that she's willing to marry him, knowing that she doesn't really love him, doesn't really want to marry him, and but he's quite happy to accept it. Yes, it's just it's bad, isn't it? So it's like an arranged marriage. Do you think if she said, "Look, I'll have sex with you for a whole night." Would have been better then. Yeah, I think it would have come across a lot cleaner. Oh, definitely, but I, yeah, bear yeah. in mind this is a Disney film. Interestingly, this is Disney. I think this is one of Disney's first PG thirteen films uh, in America. Anyway, it is indeed. 
Um, it is which, indeed. Which is quite interesting because it was quite a risk for them to do this film, I think. And, and you completely forget that it's a Disney film. Bear in mind, it is based on Disney ride, but I didn't even think about it when I first watched it. No, no, I didn't even know that, to be honest. I didn't really know much about this film until I started watching it and looking on um, IMDb and Wikipedia and things like that. But yeah, it was uh, it's quite a lot behind it, isn't it? Yeah. So, okay. Um, I, I Back to the plot, obviously, Jack ends up going to the Isle of Demeter as, as, a, as a plan. He's got a plan, and obviously Mr. Nonkin doesn't, doesn't trust him, so they all leave the leave obviously their ship the Dauntis to um, see what Jack's doing and at this point all the pirates then end up uh, trying to take over the Dauntis which is which in a really really good special effects shot they're all seen under the moonlight walking in the sea under the sea going to going to the ship which is actually it, it looks like almost like akin to a zombie film at this point with all of them walking there it's quite creepy I thought especially for a kid yes yeah I thought it was it was very good um, it was yeah. You just didn't know what to expect, did you? No, no, you no, you didn't. Um, so um, and then obviously they get they they get on there and they fight. Obviously, um, they, 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 there's a big fight that breaks out on the ship. Obviously, these pirates can't die at this point. Um, and then um, obviously Jack, uh, we got Jack and um, Elizabeth Swan and Will Turner end up having a fight all around the gold, which is really good. Um, and at one point. Obviously, uh, we see we see we see Jack take one of the coins, don't we? Yes, that's right. And at the time, I didn't have a clue um, why he took that coin. Did Did you know at the time? I kind of guessed that was the reason because you can't die if you steal if you steal it. I would have rather though, um, because I kind of got that. I would have rather him maybe not been so obvious. Maybe he's just next to the coin for example, next to the uh, chest and not actually see him take it. I'd rather him just got stabbed and then you genuinely think he's dead. And then, you know, but obviously for, from your point of view, it worked because, um, you know, you weren't too sure why he took the coin. So, uh, that, yeah, and then we think he's dead, then he's not. And then we got obviously the CGI of him and Barbosa, which was done really well. Um, in the moonlight, there are skeletons. Not in the moonlight. Uh, they were like, obviously, you know, normal pirates. I thought that was done really, really well. I mean, it was done so well, it almost distracted from the actual sword fighting itself. Yeah, yeah, it was brilliant. I thought the special effects and the fighting themselves, because whilst they're fighting, you're you're kind of thinking, well, why are they fighting? Because you can't kill them because they're just they're kind of walking dead, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They are the Walking Dead. So, I mean, um, I mean I'm looking at the moment, and I always like to have a look because it's quite entertaining um, of when we're doing these films. And uh, I was looking, but I still couldn't find any even last week, which was a bit annoying. Um, gay parodies to these films that we review. Do you know I can't find one um, oh. to the Pirates of the Caribbean, oh. which is a uh, which is quite a shame, really, because I can find Fuck 'Em on Go, um, but I can't find Pirates of the Caribbean. But again, I feel that we're kind of detracting from the actual story. <laughs> That's got to be the most random comment ever. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously they end up fighting. And then at, at the opportune moment, Jack shoots Barbosa at the same time that Will Turner drops, obviously, hit the coin with his blood on in the chest. And then Barbosa bleeds and dies. And for, but uh, this, uh, this is the for me, Stu, this is the saddest moment in the film because the, we, we're, Barbosa's told us that how much he loves apples. And the first thing he basically, we, we, you know, he intimates that one of the first things he's going to do is have an apple. 
which is nice and simple. And then he doesn't get his apple. He falls over and the apple falls out of his hand. And I find that really sad. That was the saddest moment for me in the film. It was a really clever idea of Jack Sparrow to actually do that, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, the way it was done and was it was brilliant. so lucky that Will Turner was actually thinking on the same page as what he was. Otherwise, he wouldn't have lived. And again, it comes back to the foreshadow of when he's back at the start of the film, when he's with Will Turner, and he points that gun and he says, look, you don't want to do this. Yes. He says, this bullet isn't meant for you. It's got someone else's name. And you go back to and it's kind of brought up several times through the film of who that's for. And obviously, it becomes more apparent as the film goes on. But it, it was great that he actually got to use that shot to kill the one person who he really wanted to kill. We betrayed him previously. Um, I mean, obviously you're more kind of heavily invested in the film than I am, but I thought it was really fitting that he actually, he got his moment, he got his kill and Barbosa died. Um, I thought that was really, really good. Yeah, I did. I, 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 yeah. I mean, I think had he not shot him with that gun, it would have all felt quite disappointing, you know? In, in the end, so no, I, th- yes. I, th- I, th- I think you're right. And then obviously, um, afterwards, Jack Sparrow gets captured again, and we have the uh, the last scene, which you said, which I think is the concluding or conclusion of the film. You had a problem with this, you said. Yeah, I thought it, it kind of went against and undone everything in this film. Um, for one, you've got Will Turner, who's obviously now, by the way he dresses and. And his hair and his style and his mannerism, he's become accustomed and accepted the fact that he's a pirate blood. Um, yes. And so you see him walk through as if he's going to make a rescue attempt at Johnny Depp. You know that straight away. You know, even before there was any other mention of any other films, you know that um, Johnny Depp's not going to die. So he saves Johnny Depp. Um, and you kind of you get a hint of something's going to happen because you see the blue macaw parrot um, flying around, so you know his other mates are there uh, from the Black Pearl. And the dialogue at the end just kills this film for me because they're all up on top of the tower. Um, obviously, um, Elizabeth Swan faints like she does to cause a bit of a distraction, uh, and then they're up the top with Jonathan Price and she de- declares her undying love for um, Will Turner. And then Jack Sparrow clumsily falls off into the water, but again, he knows what he's doing and he gets rescued and ends up on the Black Pearl. But throughout the film, the message is clear. Pirates are bad and any kind of pirate will be hung. It doesn't matter what rank they are. doesn't matter if they've done anything bad or anything. If you're a pirate, you're evil. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, normally, yeah, but it, it kind of. Uh, but then you got Jack Sparrow, which is kind of like a grey area, and the pirates are so lovable in this film. But but that's that's the kind of the unwritten rule, isn't it? Yeah, but the message is obviously when you look at it from the Norwegian side of view, is yeah, pirates unacceptable. You're dead. Yeah, that one I grant you absolutely. So when they're kissing, and at the end of the film, um, she turns. Even Elizabeth Swan turns around to her dad and says he's a pirate, and he smiles and just walks away. I kind of thought, well, fuck you, this has gone against everything you've said uh, in this film, what because, the whole story is based on, because, because, uh, and it's bollocks. You're really angry, aren't you? And you can't say, you're going to say it's because they're in love, aren't you? Yes. And he loves his... Fa- See, I knew you soppy old twat would fall for that. It's so, it's just gone against what the film's about. And it, it just, they should, if I would have said anything else... And wouldn't have gone down the line 
of, oh, don't worry, he's a pirate, then it's just nonsense. And even then, Norrington turns around and he's in a kind of, let's not give a fuck, it's all good fun frame of mind, and turns around and says, well, let's give him a day head start. What's a day's head start? And this is someone he's pursued all the way through the film, wanted to hang, was really happy when it looked like that he was going to be hung, um, Jack Sparrow. And now he's letting him get away. And it just goes against everything they say in this film, even what the storyline's based on, a lot of it, what's kind of um, been the engine of this film and moved it along. It goes against it. So what you're saying- and I know that sounds like I'm being really picky, but it was a, the end of the film. So you're listening to how it's going to end. Is there going to be another one? And they talk about pirates and everyone thinks, ah, oh, they're not that bad after all. And it's just bollocks. So what you're saying is, is, is if, for example, the Norrington, you know, you know, their reaction was slightly different, but they still got away, you would have been happier. Yeah, I would have been happier. It would because Norrington was was always a man throughout the film who didn't really have any kind of sense of humour. He just had a purpose, and his purpose was to obviously try and marry someone who he's loved since they were twelve, and obviously capture pilot pirates and see them hung in the bay like the pirates before them that you can see. And for him to suddenly have a change of mind from just coming off a conversation, being told by his missus that I'm not going to marry you anymore. And I'm in love with this person to be told that he's a pirate and everything's fine to then Jack Sparrow to get away and to not be hung and that to be fine as well. And let them give him a day's grace to actually get away was just absolute nonsense. It went against what the film was about. It went against their characters. It was, I mean, from that respect, it was an overly happy ending. Um, I guess I guess that's what they wanted to No, I, I, you've got a point there, Stu. You've got a point. Um, I mean, that's got to be worth two marks off the film, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. At the moment, it's now on a 12, not a 14. <laughs> so. That's out of five. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but, I'm sorry. No, go for it, mate. No, I just thought it was an annoying, the dialogue. I, I feel they went for, as you just said, a too happier ending, a too pat on the back. But it's also Let's a kid's film, I think. It, because Disney were doing it, I think they wanted they wanted to do that because of that reason. Because the other endings aren't always necessarily so happy in some of them, you know, um, in the other films. They're still happy, but not as happy as this. Yeah, but it kind of yeah. I understand what you're saying. It's a it is a kids' film ultimately. Um, but no, uh, you've got a point. My- though. you've got a point. It does it, it does open up like kind of like a plot hole, or, or, or like it doesn't make that much sense. And the characters are going against what's driven them through the whole film. And yeah, and, I, and no obviously reason. when you do watch it to review it, you're listening to everything. You're watching everything and what different characters, what their goals are and kind of their dialogue throughout the film. And for me, this just went against what they were saying prior. But I mean, I, I probably being extremely picky, but as I say, we watch these films to talk about them. And if, if you have an issue with it, then it's, it's kind of the forum to bring it up. And I just figured that this went against what Norrington was all about. And even the Commodore as well, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, Jack Sparrow's double-crossed them time and time again. And when he's done it on the final time, after he's just been kicked in the nuts by Elizabeth Swan, that he's quite happy just to let it go. 
So that was my biggest yeah. pain in the ass with this film. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, fair enough. So, I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll go first because I'm going to be the less controversial. This film easily gets a five for me because I enjoy it so much. I always enjoy watching it. I granted it's by far the perfect, the, the you know, the most perfect film. Um, but it's it, it legitimately is one of my favourites. despite obviously the various plot holes, it's one of those films that I could put on again after this podcast and enjoy it as much as I did like the last time I watched it. It's it, wow, that, it's that, is, that be- surprises me. That really surprises <laughs> me. <laughs> the best bit is pretty much uh, pretty much all of the, the characters are really good. I think I think the storyline mostly is you, you know really 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 awesome. What I, um. I mean, there are a couple of plot holes. There is a couple of things that doesn't make much sense, but it, for me, it didn't make too much of a difference. Just you. Yeah. Um, five, really? Three out of okay, five. that's it. Five out of five. Wow, Stu. <laughs> now, uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do. With the... No, sorry, no, carry on. I do apologise. <laughs> yeah, as I say, I'll probably give it one out of five. Whoa! And, uh, <laughs> that that, that is the biggest yeah. difference you and I have ever had. No, it'll be three out of five. Three, really, three it's out of five. A, yeah, it's um. I mean, it is for me. The film's too long, um, and there are too many fight scenes in the film, um, and it it does get sometimes repetitive with regards to when towns are being invaded, um, when the pirate ships are, are being invaded. Um, I'd, it was enjoyable, but I'd seen it before. Um, the ending again was a real problem for me just because, and I say I've probably been too picky, but we watch these films to review them and pick any issues we've got in the film and point them out. Um, I I thought the, the story of it was very good. Um, and I thought Johnny Depp's character, um, was head and shoulders above anyone else. Barbosa was very good. He's a, a very close second. Um, and, it's just too long for me. And that's my biggest issue. I found that I got bored throughout a lot of the dialogue of the film. Orlando Bloom was a, a huge disappointment in this. I found it a real drag and hard to watch when he's on. Um, and I think they could have cut a lot out of this film. Um, a lot of the dialogue wasn't necessary. Um, but I, and I wouldn't watch this film again. I'd wait probably another maybe five years to watch this film. It's not a film that I could just sit down and watch. It's, just far too long for me. Oh, excuse me. Okay. But I'd recommend it to... I can't argue with that. I'd recommend it to some people. So, uh, but I think for children, I, I don't think it's for all ages of kids. No. Um, maybe like nine, ten years upwards would could sit and watch it. Um, whereas anyone any younger, I think there is too much talk and it's too long. And um, probably the the pirates are a little bit too scary for younger kids, which I found out last night when Samuel woke up about three in the morning, scared of bloody pirates, which oh, really? didn't go down too oh, well. No. Oh dear. Yeah. So that kind of was a, a black mark against the film that I lost sleep because of it, because he was too scared. And I said, during this, I said, you shouldn't watch this. I said, are you scared? No, 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 no. It's a really, really good film. It's really good. They're not real. It's only make believe. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you talk the talk though. You talk the talk. Right. Bloody crying because you've recommended this film to watch <laughs> oh, you blame me cheers <laughs> <laughs> yeah i should have rung you up and woke you up i know oh well 
Um, there we go. So, <laughs> so yeah, but it's it's not awful. It's not as bad as I thought, and I didn't. I thought I was going to be in for a real rough, long ride when I was watching this film, but um, I was kind of pleasantly surprised of that I did enjoy it a lot more. Um, but I couldn't watch it again, and I certainly wouldn't want to watch any of the other ones. Um, and I think the fifth film is it the fifth one's out of the cinema. Yeah. Um, either now or which, which next hasn't week. got great reviews, uh, quite mixed reviews, I think. Will you be watching that one? Uh, not at the cinema because of children, but yes, I, that'll be a case of like I'm, I'm watching it when um, I will be watching it when it comes out on Blu-ray or DVD or whatever. I'll rent it. You know, like Amazon do, you rent it. So, do you know how long uh, the films all that length of time? Uh, they're all about a couple of hours. But interesting. Now you mention it. Um, more often than not, films are all nearly always and near. Do you remember when a film used to be an hour and a half standard, roughly? You know, ninety minutes. Yeah. yeah. Now it's nearly always near the two hour mark or just over, isn't it? I mean, it seems to be like the average for a film. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that seems even the kids' films now are kind of pushing on the two hour mark, aren't they? Like yeah. the Disney animated. Yeah, but this film was just was way too long for me. But no, it, it was. It was good to watch it again. It was good to, to talk about it again. Um, but another film that I sent you a link to yesterday, which thankfully is only 54 minutes long. Uh, did you get a chance to look on IMDb of Michael Bolton's big, sexy Valentine's Day special? Luckily, I didn't. I, 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 no, I, I clicked on it, did a sick, and then I think I, I, I replied to a talk to you. So uh, I don't know how I came across this on IMDb when I was looking at the Pirates of the Caribbean. But I, I just fucking myself laughing, and but unbelievably, it scored seven point one um, on IMDb. Wow! And uh, the synopsis is: after Santa tells Michael Bolton that he needs seventy five thousand new babies by Christmas to meet toy supply, I don't quite get that myself. Michael Bolton hosts a sexy telethon to get the world to start making love. What a bloody synopsis of a film! Oh. I mean, that's. I mean, first of all, why has Father Christmas asked um, the world to create seventy-five thousand more babies to meet toy supply? That doesn't make sense, does it? No. He must have. He's either got too many toys, and he's uh, people to procreate to get more babies there, so he can give those toys out. But then Michael Bolton saves the world. By doing a sexy telephone. And I love the way he hosts a, a sexy telephone to get the world making love. I mean, I don't want to watch that. That just makes me, it brings bile up in my mouth it when brings... I actually think about that film. <laughs> so, what shall we watch, you? Do you? I mean, I know when we, we talked about other films, we've talked about The Raid. Um, I'll, I'll, you know, it's definitely your turn now. Do, do you have a film in question or are we going to have to wait? Um, there's a film that I'd like to do. Go for it. Um, and it's called I Saw the Devil. Wow, that's that, that's I've not heard of that. That's completely out of left field. Talk to me. Yeah, I, I saw it years and years back. Um, and and again, it's a, it's a 2010 film, and it, it is another kind of cult film. Um, it stars. Um, Brung Hung Lee and Min Sik Choi. Uh, uh, Min Sik Choi 
is if I'm right, he's the one who plays Old Boy, which is a, a another classic cult film from 2003. He's in Lucy as well, and it's um, he's absolutely fantastic in there. And I, I don't really know how I came across this. I mean, sadly for you, it's another subtitle film, but it, it is um, just a superb film, and it's it's quite graphic, but it's just great. It's really, really compelling watching. Yeah, no, no go and, for, go uh, for. it's 141 minutes, incidentally. Yeah, yeah, okay. I remember it being quite a long film. I haven't seen it for, well, for a long, long time, probably since 2010. But, it, yeah, it'd be interesting to get your point of view on that. Um, and, and I'm really finding some kind of Asian films. Uh, like this one is a, it's a Korean film. And some of these films are just so good i mean and obviously people who don't like subtitle films or don't go and kind of explore the like the asian network of films like the japanese films chinese films the korean films um they're just so so good there's so many brilliant films out there uh and this was just another one that i come across so mm. yeah so it'll be i saw the devil i think it's on amazon prime as well so if anybody else wants to watch it before we uh, we podcast review it, I believe it is on Amazon Prime. It is, I've checked. So, which is good. Well, we're good to go then. So that's Powers of the Caribbean done. I saw the devil coming up. And, uh, well, I guess that's it, um, Stu, yeah? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, there's nothing else from me. And, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what you think of uh, next week's podcast. Obviously, leave us some feedback on uh, iTunes. It's always great to get feedback. We're on Android. Go on any Android platform for podcasts and just put the film reel cast in. You can get a whole back catalogue as you can on iTunes as well. Um, and we hope you've enjoyed listening to this uh, this crazy review of Pirates of the Caribbean. Absolutely. Okay, we'll speak to you soon.